From Bureaucracy's basement to your ears, this is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau Radiothon Special Edition. Each week, the dedicated staff of the Bureau meet to file reports, make recommendations, and survive on water that drips from the boiler pipes into our open mouths as we sleep on a bed of dot matrix printer paper. This week, we've managed to burrow out of the sub-basement into the Rebellion Brewing Company, waiting for the City Hall secret police to come and reapprehend us and drag us back. But until that happens, this city is not going to improve itself. This meeting is now in session. Hello! Oh, hi. How are you doing? Oh, boy, oh boy. It's been a long time since I've seen the sky. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've... You know, seeing you under lights. That's true. That's true. Really? I, I hope I look as hideous as I did last time you saw me illuminated. You look less damp, actually. Yeah, you know, well, I, nice. I, I kind of dried out a little bit. Yeah. 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 Surface air is like that. It, 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 that's that drying non-fungal effect yeah. that I've come to enjoy so much in the sub-basement. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, how, are you, how are you doing? How are you feeling? We should say hello to, like, hello, Rebellion. Hello, Rebellion. Ah, there we go. A couple of people actually are acknowledging us, making us feel like we're not alone. That's like two more people than at a usual meeting. I know. Hey, hold on. Do we have quorum? I don't think we do. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anybody's officially here. They're all ignoring us. (laughs) Oh, well. So I think that ruins our dreams of quorum. Oh, one day. One day. One day day. quorum will be ours. Uh... So, hey, should we... Uh, we should do attendance. Okay, well, attendance. So let me get my clipboard. I brought my clipboard. Oh, brilliant. I brought that out. Uh, okay. So we have... You, um, I, it looks like you actually used it to shovel y- yes. our way out. Yes, I did. So uh, things are a little uh, dusty and dirty here, but I think I'll just... Hold on. There we go. Okay. Uh, first guest is New Deep Leech. New Deep Leech. New Deep Leech. No, I don't actually see a New Deep Leech here. Oh, well, you know, New Deep Leech, he has an interesting story, if you care to hear it. I would love to hear New Deep Leech's story. Originally born Terence Michael Leech in Leicester in 1937, New Deep Leech led a pretty unremarkable middle-class life as a claims adjuster until, at his firm's Christmas party in 1968, he accidentally ingested LSD and wandered into a local Indian takeaway called Chowdhury's. Heavily influenced by psychedelics, he became convinced that he had discovered an actual portal to India, despite the waiter's insistence otherwise. Uh, Leach left his job, changed his name to New Deep based on his visions, and started hosting consciousness-raising tours to Chowdhury's, uh, which increased business there and allowed it to become a franchise all over the UK and parts of Europe. Wow. Yeah. Uh, New Deep, meanwhile, took up residence in the alleyway uh, across from the original Chowdhury's uh, by a fish and chip shop. Uh, it was perhaps only a matter of time before the owner, Himesh Chowdhury, and New Deep Leach clashed over who truly owned Chowdhury's and who was truly responsible for their success uh, and its attendant LLC, Chowdhury's Incorporated. Uh, New Deep argued he had opened the portals of world consciousness uh, for the restaurant and whose collective spiritual vibes made its success possible. Himesh Chowdhury said it was his business and that New Deep smelled like old fish wrappers, and New Deep said it was because he had dressed himself in old fish wrappers in order to open a portal to a spiritual portal to the ocean, uh, at which point a giant wave opened up and took him away, uh, and he came up a couple of weeks later his corpse floating off of Blackpool. Wow. Chowdhury graciously paid for his funeral and put up a framed photo in the original Chowdhury's location. Wow. Yeah. Until, and, until Brexit. Right. Uh, which, yeah, when they all closed down. And after all that, he's going to be here at the Queen City Improvement Bureau. According to my notes. But he's late. He's, apparently he's late. So. 
You know what? What? I, I've, I think I've actually mixed up some letters. Hold no. On. Uh, no, 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 really. You've had a lot of beers. That's not a surprising thing, then. Uh, here we go. Should be Paul Deschen. That's me. Oh, okay. So you're here. I am here. Yeah, Mark, he was present. Uh, and then we have um, second guest, Maga and Iron. Maga and on. And Iron. Maga and Dyer. Yes. Or Anderon, however you want to pronounce okay. it. Okay. And, uh, like, is, is, is this, like, spelled Maga? Like, mix? Yes. Yes. Okay. M A G A. Okay. Um, and what's, what's Maga's story? Well, uh, Maga Andiron isn't a person. It's actually a product. It's a set of right wing Andirons uh, that refuse to elevate wood in a fireplace on the theory that successful wood should elevate itself in a fireplace and oh. pick itself up by its own bootstraps. Irons wear bootstraps. Yeah, apparently so. No, wood huh. wood wears bootstraps. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. So anyway, that's not here. That's no. ri- that's really ridiculous. That's one of the most ridiculous anagrams <laughs> and explanations I've come up with ever. Uh, so why would it even be on this like in this meeting? Like why would it be part of this show? I think it's trying to infiltrate um, city government. Oh yeah. No, I've uh, heard that's a problem. Yeah, I mean it's a right wing infiltration. Yeah. Yeah. So, hold on. Sorry, this is embarrassing. Uh, I think I've mixed up the letters. Should be, um... Sorry, Aiden Morgan. That's you. That's me. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, we've, uh... We're here. We've done it. We've done it. Once again, we've done it. Attendance is done. And now we can move on to the agenda, such as it is. Such as it is. What is this such as is agenda? Well, we don't have much of an agenda tonight oh. because uh, I used I, I actually had to like burn the agenda for light as we were tunneling out. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I do have an update. Oh, good. An update from a story from last week. Please do, please. Uh, so we talked about how, uh, you know, there's, there's this policy that the provincial government is passing about pronouns. Right. Bunch of kids walked out of school at one o'clock on Tuesday to protest that, and they showed up at the legislature to protest this pronoun policy, saying, "You know, we're not parents' property. Uh, you're violating our human rights. This is not cool." Right. And you know that's great. I th- I, I'm told about two dozen kids showed up. They actually spoke with some like MLAs while they were there. But I thought the most interesting thing is they were there while this pronoun policy was being debated. In the legislature. And so then the kids who showed up found out we can actually go in and watch <laughs> this debate about our faith. Ooh, democracy in action. Yeah. So what I'm hoping and what I what I think might be like for the people who are pushing this pronoun policy might be a problem for them is that you've got like this gang of queer kids who show up at the legislature and then they actually go in. And I think one of the things when you're a kid that sort of like stops you from like involvement is, you know, you think that these are, like, important, smart people in, like, august buildings making, you know, important decisions. But when you actually go into a legislature, you're going to find out the building isn't that nice, and these people aren't that mature, and they're really not that smart. No, they're just a bunch of uh, fools screaming at each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. And so, like, kids will be like, hey, this is not that different from high school. (laughs) We can do this ourselves. And so you've got this like gang of people who are like, you know, a year or three away from being able to be, you know, elected representatives and voting. And uh, you've just like, I think they've like, I think these kids will have come away. I hope they will have come away feeling empowered to sort of like take control over, you know, legislation. You know, you know what worries me? What worries you? Those kids as a group, mm-hmm. their pronoun is they, them. Oh, dear. Yeah, like just yeah. that weird, ungodly, non-binary pronoun yeah. for a collective now. Yeah. Like, when will it stop? Right? Yeah, I don't, I don't they know. They might start thinking of themselves in terms of, like, a society that, like, can yeah. do things. And a society, the society's pronoun is it. It's, it's <laughs> right? Not, it's not he or she. Yeah. It's it. Like, yeah. What is that about? Yeah. Even worse. Yeah. A hundred percent. So anyways, that was good news. Yes. Yeah. I mean, not about the creeping genderlessness of the collective. Right. But everything else is fine. Yeah. 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 
So hopefully we're going to find out, like, I guess this debate is ongoing still today. Like, not at this moment, but they're clearly not here. Um, <laughs> they're they're not here to ask to them. Yeah. Right. The legislature has not filed down to Rebellion Brewing Company to, to let us know. Yeah. Oh, well. But anyways, uh, we should probably move on. Um, we do have somebody like directly across from us who could maybe explain a little bit about what we're doing here. What are we doing here? Yeah, yeah how you going? Hi, Neil. Hi, uh, this is Neil Adams. I'm the station manager at CJTR Community hey. Radio. I'm acting as producer for you here at Rebellion yeah. Brewing, our friends and colleagues. They have generously agreed to give a dollar per pint served for the entire week of Radiothon. That's going back to the 13th all up until they close tonight because it's Thursday right now. Right. And they're going to give us a dollar a pint for everything they serve here because they're a good friend of the station. And, uh, yeah, we're in the middle of Radiothon. So just about that, um, I did know that that was true, that we like for a dollar for every pint. So I've had about 16, 17 pints. Yep. And I'm planning to go the full forty thousand tonight because I know that it's you know difficult for you know for like community media to raise yeah. money. Um, I'd switch to Cerveza if I were you. Okay, okay. Uh, Got to make like, room. Do you I have to do? Uh, I, I, I'm at sixteen. I'm not. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to make it. I really have to be. Yeah, you get um, something lighter. Get started. Start on okay. something lighter. I think you can get the. Do I have to 30. do the full forty thousand, Neil? I think you do twenty each. Well, okay. you, each? Do 50, you do 15 each and I'll do 10 and we'll call it okay. we'll call it 40. Okay. You can't update us on how like we're doing as a station on our fundraising? At my last, last I've heard, and this was effective um, Wednesday morning, we are over 30,000. Holy crap. Which Woo. blows every other fundraiser we've ever done out of the water by a lot. Congratulations. Well, we're not quite you. there yet. Thank you. That means I, I only have to drink 10,000 beers. That's <laughs> yes. much more doable. <laughs> Way more doable. Yeah, but it's this is uh, already the best fundraiser we've ever had, and uh, we're not quite there yet. You get, there's still time to give. Uh, we got about what time does this air? Eight o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock on a Thursday, seven, seven, seven to eight o'clock on a Thursday, seven o'clock. On Thursday. <laughs> yeah. and rebroadcast Monday afternoons, three to four p.m. That's right, that's yes. right. I get to hear that one in the office, but um, yeah. So there's still a few hours left to give, and that'll get us over the top, and that'll really do a lot to keep us on right. the air. It's been a rough couple of years, so. Why is that? Oh, there's a lot of reasons why, Paul. It's um, the the small business community never bounced back, and we rely on the smallest of businesses for advertising revenue. And right. if they can't afford to buy ads, then we don't have any revenue. And we've been trying to shift from ad revenue towards more public funding and towards more fundraising funding. But that shift isn't as necessarily as quick as it needs to be at this time. So that's why we've pulled the trigger on this is a damn emergency for Radiothon and doubled our goal, which right. we've never actually hit before. The goal was always 20000 and we've never hit it. And you've, like, surpassed that. And we've crushed it this year. Awesome. So that's feels really good. Feels really good. But... Um, you know, Radiothon has a lot of sponsors. There's a lot of businesses that'll get you. There's a prize pack. That, uh, every $25 you give to Radiothon gets you an entry into our prize pack. And if you donate $100, you get a T-shirt designed by Handsome Gavin DeLint. And there's a hoodie as well, also designed by Gavin. And at that's at the $250 level. But at $500, you get your name on a plaque in the office Ooh. forever. For- that's right. Wow. Yeah, and the prize pack's great this year. It's uh, we've got goods and gifts from Avicii Day Spa, Buckthorn General Store, Bushwhacker Brew Pub, Cure Kitchen and Bar, Desert Suites, Detail Spa, Hampton Hub, Lockwood Sourdough, Potion Bar Skincare Company, Pueblo Chili, Pure Living Yoga, RealPipes.com, R E E L Pipes. He sells electric bagpipes. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, Rooted Living Design, School of Rock, Regina Session Climbing and Fitness, the Regina Symphony Orchestra, Vintage Vinyl and Visions, Hand Sculpted Candles. And you can do all that at Radiothon, or sorry, cjtr.ca slash Radiothon. Awesome. I'm still stuck on the electric bagpipes. Do you get an yeah. actual electric bagpipe if, in this draw? Oh, I wish we'd. That would be super cool if we right. did, but it's just uh, it's just a gift certificate oh, okay. for, for, for his website, Real Pipes. 
Still, these are all like local companies. These are donations yep. that they've made to the station to like yep. support the station and like they donate these things to us awesome. and we pass it along. We've got new. We got a lot of new donors this year, like people we'd never seen engaging with the station. There's before. a lot of names in there I've never even heard before. Yeah, so it's it's going really well. Like they're they're and I've been going around picking them up and people care. People are listening. People these are these are people who know who we are already because they're just listeners and they've right. been they've been passive in their support by being listeners, but now they're getting active in supporting us. Nice. Oh, sorry. I said I was stuck on the electric bagpipes. <laughs> I was, I, I, I'm not moving from my position. Maybe Santa. Maybe Santa will take Maybe care of Santa, you this year. I, I actually would love some that were, uh, I, I want to say engraved. That's not the word. Embroidered. Oh, Embroidered nice. with my name. That would be nice. But yeah, it would be it would be great. I mean, everybody would love it. Me playing the electric bagpipes. Yeah. At all hours. Hopefully. Yeah. You'd be you'd be a hero of the city. <laughs> you can you can connect them to headphones. I've seen the thing. You can connect it to headphones. So you could just be sitting on the bus doodling away to yourself. Oh. At any time just just piping away and no one can hear it but you, which is you know, not bad. That sounds good That's to awesome. me. All right. So we are the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Jazz in, yeah, in Rebellion Tap House. Right? Yes. Or Tap Room. Right tap now. Room. Yes. Uh, yeah. Rebellion Brewing Company is the accepted legal name. Is it? Which, as, as city employees, we are obliged to use. Mm. That is very true. Um. So we should uh, move on. Uh, we should get some more people on the mic here. I agree. Yeah. Do you guys want to join us on the show? Come say hello. Come say hello. We've got a mic <laughs> right here. Come on up. I, come on. I have. I, I have random icebreaker questions. Yeah. Come on. I'll, have a seat. Join up. us on the show. So Yay. we're at the pulling people randomly out of the crowd right here and forcing them into our meeting stage of the meeting. Great fun. Hi. Hi. So, uh, can we get your name, please? Lauren. Hey, Lauren. Thanks for coming on the show. How are you doing? And thanks for coming out tonight. That's really great. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Good to be here. Thank you. Cheers. So, uh, just out of curiosity, you don't actually listen to this show, do you? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I have. I caught it as a podcast or off of Twitter Mm. or something like that. Yeah. Was right. excellent, funny. Oh, thank you. Oh, that must have been a different show. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, it's funny situations. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's our city. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's great. No, well, I'm. We're really glad that you came down, and we have random icebreaker questions for you. I, I'll, I'll give you three. And okay. You, okay. There, there is no right or wrong answer. There, there is only the correct answer, just just so you understand the stakes. Okay, first one. You can only eat one food again for the rest of your life. What is that food? And I will I will actually like supply an answer after you do for me. So pizza. Pizza. Good choice. Because there's any particular kind, or you just I I mix it up. Ah, see. Uh, see. Okay. Yes, you're you're getting around the rules. Breakfast pizza. You know. <laughs> so any food, but just on, on on a on a circle of dough with some cheese on top. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, my answer was appetizers. That would be my only food. I think that works. Similar, similar, uh, except a lot of my stuff would be deep fried. Uh, so wouldn't last me that long. Anyway, Paul, what about yeah. you? Oh, what would be. So wait, hang on a second. Is this like a desert island situation? Like, am um, I on a desert island and I do it? Can I only choose from things that might? Potentially be available on a desert island. This is this is like you're you're trying to answer waffles when the question is pancakes. So just because I was going to say food. seagull because I'm not big on seafood. <laughs> okay, seagull it is. <laughs> okay, <laughs> enjoy it. Just you know, wash your hands uh, okay. thoroughly. All right, so let's try one more. Or no, the second of three. These questions are ridiculous. What is a holiday tradition? That you like. No hated holiday traditions, just one that you like. Cooking turkey. 
Nice, cooking turkey. I you like actually that. enjoy doing that? I do. It's it's yeah. an easy meal. You know, you put the bird in and it sort of takes care of itself. Mash the right. potatoes. Yeah, it's good. Cool. Um, like... So does your turkey turn out like nice and moist? And does does your your skill at turkey making would it transfer to me making like a seagull as a dish? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> like if I was only going to be eating, like does it work for every bird? What you do with uh, turkey? Well, I've not stuffed a seagull, but <laughs> sure, sure. Okay. I, think, I think you would just need to cut down on the cooking time. Okay. So and not so much stuffing, right. just a okay. little bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Unless you okay. get like three seagulls at once. Yeah. Yes. To make yeah. like a turkey's worth. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like those little poussin things, you know. Oh, nice. You could just like stick them in your mouth yeah. and pull out just the bones. <laughs> yeah. Like in a cartoon. Um, do, you, do you make like a big turkey dish every year for like holidays or like for a lot of people? No, uh, Thanksgiving was just the two of us, so yeah. that's like turkey, turkey soup, turkey casserole, and frozen turkey. Nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. Paul, what's a holiday tradition that you like? Okay, I'm going to like, I'm going to flip the script on this one too. When I was a kid, um, my mom would make me and my sister dress up as 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 Joseph and Mary oh. and we would have to come into the okay. we have to come into the uh, the living room with a doll and uh, sit under the Christmas tree and like enact the uh, the nativity <laughs> and uh, my like other members of the family would get roped in to like act as like wise men and shepherds and stuff into this like this nativity play that my mom would make us put on every Christmas So that's like the only Christmas tradition that I have, and it's why I no longer celebrate Christmas. That is a horrific story of abuse uh, and, and, and trauma. Thank you, Paul. Yes. How about you? Uh, actually, my, mine is, unfortunately, mine, it's not as interesting, but it is very similar. Okay. And it is being raised Catholic as a no. kid. We would often go out to midnight mass. And eventually we started refusing, so my mother made us open, or didn't make us, promised us that we could open presents after Midnight Mass. It was the only way she could get us to go out. So we developed a tradition of opening our presents on Christmas Eve. Oh, nice. So just just to get us out of, out of the house. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's it. Yeah. Right. And one more. Just one more. And then you're free. Okay, thanks. Well, not necessarily. I mean, you can stick around, but I won't make you answer... Well, that was. What reality show would you want to be on? If you don't watch reality shows, we can. You can say none. I of them. don't. Oh, oh! Here, pick any band to play at your funeral. <gasps> well, I just saw The Weekend in Mexico City. Ooh, okay. He could play at my funeral. Everybody right. would want to be at your funeral. I know. No You're kidding have, yeah. me? I yeah. have to get like 80,000 people to come to my funeral. Yeah. Shoot. You know, you should be careful because if you let people know that the weekend's playing your funeral, they're going to start wishing you dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's true that. <laughs> Just lining up, hope, yeah. hoping, Lauren, hoping Lauren passes on. I've got so my tickets, <laughs> but I'm not going to live long myself. Well, that was great. I actually don't have a particular band. I don't know. Flogging Molly? I don't know. Just yeah. something, a, a, a band with like lots of energy. Wolf, yeah. Wolfpack? I don't know. Good bands. Cool. Yeah. I have no band. No I'm, band. I'm not planning to die. No. Bandless. <laughs> so, I actually, I have a question for you. It's not, it's not a get to know you question. So, uh, the state of the city. Like, ah, yes. um, what is, like, what's your hot take on the state of the Queen City these days? It's a disaster. Seriously? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's just, I think the morale is really low. I think no matter who you talk to, what end of the spectrum they're on, I think everybody's just pretty fed up. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of crap going on. Yeah. What was, this, what was the straw that broke the camel's back for you? Uh, the homeless camp. Thing. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and fencing off city hall—that was 
really low. Yeah. 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 Let the record show that Lauren gave a thumbs down <laughs> to the fencing. Um, do you, so do you think that this is going to impact how you're going to be voting? Because like, we've got like a year now, like roughly, give or take a few weeks, like a year until the next election. Yes. Yeah? Although, I mean, I feel that when, we, when I voted for the current mayor, she was running on a different platform. Like, I think something happened to her during COVID. I think, you know. Did like, she have long COVID? Is that what you're saying? No, I think she just... <laughs> Nutty. A little nutty, sorry. Yeah. I think we all did. I know. And to be fair to the mayor, yeah. But it, for some people it came out in a bad way, yeah. and I think that's what's happened here. I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. But that's yeah. not what I voted for. Yeah, yeah. So what will you be voting for in the next election? Transparency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... You know, clear policies that make sense. And none of these mega project BS things. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. And no more urban sprawl. That's like that's a thing that mm-hmm. makes me insane. So really, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. with you on that. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, why are we building out and out and out? We're not a big city. We probably take up as much room as Manhattan. You know, yeah. it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Can I ask what ward you're in? Oh, Andrew Stevens' ward. Oh, okay. Ward three. Yeah. Ward three. Yes. There we go. Yeah. yeah. That's a nice, reliable place to be yeah. <laughs> when it comes to city council. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is there anything, is there any hope, like, is there any, like, sign of optimism for you? Like, anything that, like, well, is this keeping you here? What's keeping me here is yeah. my husband works for Sastel. Otherwise, we'd be the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Honestly. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, well, I, we're getting to one minute sign, so thank you very much for coming on the show. We really yes, appreciate thank it. thank you. Thanks. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. Thanks. Cheers. All right, so we should move on to Innovative Revenue Tools. Oh, I love those things. Me too. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. We'll just go to the pre-recorded ones. Perfect. Yeah, because the only Innovative Revenue Tool I can think of right now is beer. It's really good. <laughs> And the city could make like the city could make a lot of money from beer if they just sold a lot of beer. Yeah, yeah, just right out of the like you go and pay your tickets and uh, then you buy some beer on the yeah. way out. We just had a third tap. Nice. Yeah, that'd be a utility bill I wouldn't oh, mind paying. Hot and cold running beer. Yeah. I don't know about the hot running beer. No, that's, that's a, a terrible idea. Are you British? <laughs> that's right. Warming up, warming up the Guinness yeah. at the fireplace. All right, so, okay, and then on that note, we will go to the recorded tools. And we're back from Innovative Revenue Tools. So innovative. Always. Much revenue. So much. Amazing. It's fantastic. I I love it. I I cannot get enough of the products and services that the city, especially around the warehouse district, for whatever reason, seems to have to offer. And actually, all the products and services that, that are innovative revenue tools on CJTR, they are the best products and services in the city. And people should, like, patronize those businesses and services above all others. And those aren't just empty words. I actually do patronize all the services and products that have been mentioned on our innovative revenue tools. As do I. Every single one. Yep. I have 20 electric bagpipes. Just from real pipes alone. I don't yet. I, I was hoping to get some of your cast-offs when you get bored of them. No, I'm building a little fort out of them. A little musical electric bagpipe fort. <laughs> Every time I get in. <laughs> it's great. Anyway. Hey, we got another guest. We do. Yeah. Uh, we're here at Rebellion uh, Tap House. And uh, we have, uh, we've snagged a Darren Staffen from uh, the Tap House to talk to us today. Hi, everybody. Hey, Darren. Thanks for coming on. I, I'm happy to be here. You're doing a very good impression of somebody who's not happy to be here. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Just try, try to keep it low and slow. Nope, okay. doing great. Doing great. So, uh, Darren, in order to ease your, you know, your presence here so that you can more 
easily glide in yes. to our to our program. Uh, I have some uh, icebreaker questions for you. I hope they're easy. Uh, well, they're randomly generated, so they might be incredibly difficult. Are they? Are they just random strings of words? Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> not, not, <laughs> not totally random. They do have to like obey some grammatical rules, uh, but other than that, yeah. All right, let's let's get started. I'll ask you three. Okay. I will answer. I will answer them in order. Oh, thank you. It would be weird if you answered the third one after I asked the first one, when we don't even know. Uh, so the first one. Uh, okay. Where is your favorite vacation spot? Oh man! Crowd work, people. This is crowd work. This is crowd work. That's <laughs> um, that's a tough place to say. Uh, probably Las Vegas. Okay. Um, I can't get enough of talking about Las Vegas. There's just so much fun things to do there. Are you, so, are you actually a representative of Las Vegas? I, I am. Okay, cool. So, do you go to Vegas to play the slots or to see the magic shows? These uh, are the only two things I know happen in things. Vegas. Yeah. No, they have a they have a guy named Big Elvis. Oh. And he he does Elvis, and he's big. This makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where they got his name from, but... I mean, I would expect that, though. The, so. big, the big Elvis show at, at Harrah's, and he's he sits in... I'm not even making this up. He sits in a chair made out of cinder blocks because <laughs> he's big. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, he's, and he's great, too. He's like He's got a great voice. Well, why don't they call him Great Elvis? That would be even better. Okay. Actually. Or, I mean, they could call him Great Big Elvis Great, as well. great, great Big Elvis. <laughs> That's maybe too much. Substantial Elvis. Anyway, uh, I'll tell you, when I went to Vegas, or not the last time I went, I saw, I stumbled upon the World Flair Bartending Championships. Oh, yeah. And it was a bunch of dudes on the street flinging bottles around. And I watched a guy dislocate his shoulder because he was dancing so hard at the World Flair Bartending Championships. Wow. He just got too into it. So, he's flinging his limbs around. He he left it all on the field. He did, and suddenly he collapsed, and people surrounded him, and he's like, no, I'm good, I'm good, just dislocated my arm. Did they also have, uh, like, flare paramedics come on scene? Just just flipping around those IV (laughs) (laughs) Saline. (laughs) I wish. I wish so hard. Um, Let's move on to our next one. That's another holiday question. We did that last in the first segment. All right. Um, what what do you miss about kindergarten? Think back. Think back to to the to the fifties when you were in kindergarten. Oh man! Don't tell. <laughs> don't remind me. Uh, Mrs. Bazinski, that was my kindergarten teacher. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was mean. No way. Yeah. No. Oh. Imagine being wait you, wait you. That's the thing you miss a mean. No, teacher? I don't. Miss it, I don't miss her at all. Uh, probably recess. Recess was a lot of fun in kindergarten. We should all get more recess. Yeah, just I in agree. our lives. But I don't think it's the same though. No, like when you're in kindergarten, recess is a little bit different. You know, it, there's, it, it, there's a lot more running around. I think. Right. You're right. Yeah. If, now, if we take like smoke breaks at work or whatever, there's not a lot of running around. You know, you know what I miss most about kindergarten? And it was a thing I hated when I was in kindergarten, the enforced nap time. Oh, yeah. I hated that, too. And, but now I just think that enforced <laughs> nap time would be, like, a gift. I think, <laughs> that, I think that, like, they should give people, like, the 15-minute coffee break and then just put monkey bars outside work and see if anybody just climbs on the monkey bars. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. And uh, we should pick someone to bully every so often. <laughs> Not, not like terribly. Not in a terrible, know, just, bad way. Yeah. Just, just in like a little nostalgic bullying. I love it. Paul, what do you miss most about kindergarten? I don't remember kindergarten at all. I'm not even 100% sure I went to kindergarten. Nursery school? No, don't. Huh? Yeah. Fair enough. Paul, you miss nothing. Okay, good. About kindergarten. Okay, third and final question. All right. It's over so soon. What? But no, there, there is actually one serious question after, after <laughs> Oh, no. This. Oh, yeah. no. I'm not yeah. good at those ones. <laughs> oh, no. It's going to happen. What is your go-to TV show to watch at night? When the sun winks out. When the sun winks out. And makes, makes you go, oh, no, where'd the sun go? Will it ever come back? 
I think I'll watch some TV. That's that's what we're talking about. Mm. Probably uh, as stereotypical as this is, probably Rick and Morty. Good. Oh, that's a good pick. Yeah. Do you know it's back for a seventh season? I do know, and I'm interested in knowing what they're doing with the new voices. Uh huh. Yeah. Apparently they sound old. They're, apparently they they hired people who do sound alikes. Oh, okay. So and uh, all reports say that it's more or less indistinguishable. That's good from from Justin Roiland. Hmm. Cool. So Rick and Morty. Probably Rick and Morty. Nice. Yeah. Oh, what, do you have a go-to TV show? I just finished one. And it is the fall of the House of Usher. Oh, I binged it the night that it dropped. Pretty much me too. The night it. that it fell. It really. was yeah, yeah. It, yeah, exactly. It was some of the worst television I've ever watched, but it was riveting. Yep, wasn't terrifying. But when I realized, like about fifteen minutes into like episode one, that it was actually a comedy, then I kind of got into it. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved it. It was not good, but I just couldn't stop. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was like shockingly bad, actually, considering like how much like money was poured into that thing and the amount of talent that was like involved in it. Yeah, yeah. And Bruce yeah. Greenwood, yeah. Carl Lumley, etc., yeah. etc. Rahul Kohli. Rahul Kohli, yes. Who is one of my favorite actors? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but everybody played terrible, terrible characters. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's so that's the last question. What is your go-to TV show to watch at night? Uh, now for the serious question. What, what is up with this city? What is up with the Queen City, YQR, Regina? Nothing. Nothing is up. Nothing, nothing's up. Or, when, you, when you say that, like, is that, <laughs> there's nothing wrong. No, no. There's no, nothing there's, going there's on. Nothing or is, it there's, is there like a problem? Like, is, like no, what are you nothing, getting at? There's nothing up. Everything is down. Oh, oh there's nothing ouch. up. I just read a thing today about a guy that lived here for 35 years, and then he's like, I'm, I, was, I haven't lived here for six years, but I'm coming back with my girlfriend, and I want to take her on a date, and where should we go? I'm like, have, have things really changed that much in six years? Yeah. I think have they? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, yeah. I, I could be wrong, but maybe six years ago, if you took someone out on a date, you probably didn't have to pay PST at that well, point. Well, that's definitely a thing. Maybe they instituted it. Um, so it would be cheaper, much higher chance of being infected with COVID now. Mm-hmm. Um, also a higher chance of, like, tripping and falling into a hole where a sidewalk should be. A lower chance of falling into a hole at the corner of Vic and Albert. Okay. So that's true. That is, like, physically up. But great parking, especially in the downtown area, because it's mostly parking It's lots. mostly parking. Yes. So... And are you, like, optimistic for the future? Do you think that, like, things are going to change and be more up, or are they going to stay sort of the way they are? No, things are really in flux right now. There's a lot going on for things being down. There's a lot going on. There's uh, a lot of, I feel, that there's a lot of civic unrest and a lot of people that are just not satisfied with what's happening in the city right now. But at the same time, there isn't, like a real drive to do anything to replace anybody like you'd think that there would be some kind of thing coalescing somewhere yeah but it just really doesn't feel like there is and so it's really things are really in flux right now and I don't know Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know there's lots of complaining and I think engagement is really at a low point right so what do you think we need to do to fix things uh, you know that episode of The Simpsons where they just pick the city up and move it to a different location? I think we should try that. I think we've actually proposed that at one point, at <laughs> yeah, some point yeah. in the past. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you're saying the actual soil here is cursed. <laughs> no, we just won't tell everybody. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell. We'll tell most people. We'll just keep it on the on the DL. Okay. Just, Do you have like a list of people you won't tell? Uh, I could probably put one together pretty okay. quickly. <laughs> so it's a handful of people. Okay. So awesome. would we move like everybody's houses in the night or just what were you? Yeah, like everything. That's nice. right. I love yeah, this just, idea. Yeah. Maybe just, just tell them. Like we'll just drop a note in the mailbox and like in the morning you'll be 500 kilometers away. 
Oh, I like that. Yeah. I was nice. thinking maybe we could move the whole thing to Las Vegas. <laughs> but, and just enjoy enjoy the fruits of... It would yeah. just be another site in Las Vegas. That's yeah. it. Yeah. They would just be... The Las Vegans would wake right. up and say... Be, there's a new attraction oh, on the yeah, Strip. It's, it's, it's dysfunctional land. <laughs> could <laughs> could Big Elvis be our, our mayor? He would do an awesome job of it. Oh, I love it. Sitting on his throne of cinder blocks. He's incredible. Yeah? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and the city council could be like flair bartending championship nice. people. Nice. <laughs> Okay, see, like, these, these are actual things that would improve the quality of the city right there. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I knew we'd get around to, like, coming up with substantial recommendations. Good for, ideas. For yeah. 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 Thanks, Darren. Yeah. I'm glad I could help. Yes. In my this limited way. This is a very way. productive meeting. We should do these more often. I agree. It was great. All right, we should drag somebody else out of the crowd to join the, uh, to join the meeting. But whom... Uh, would somebody know. else like to come on the show? Everybody is ignoring us. Should we get you know it? Jim, come on over. Yeah, thank you, Darren. Thanks, Darren. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've got... We have... Right here, boss. We, okay. we, have, we have a celebrity... Queen City celebrity. This I is a, a legend. A legend. A Queen City legend. Mm-hmm. This is the one, the only, Jim Elliott. Good evening, there, Paul. You want to take? You can. You can take the mic yourself. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, for once, because uh, you you go to council an awful lot, Jim, mm-hmm. um, and usually you just go there and you say your piece. But this time, we're going to ask you questions. Oh. Okay. Now I, I did listen in on the executive committee this week. So. Oh, good. So oh, good. I, yeah, I might I might actually have an answer. Oh well, you know it, this isn't like uh, executive committee trivia. But we should consider doing that sometime. <laughs> I too. would like would like that. Yeah. All right. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a couple of random icebreaker questions. Okay. And then we'll follow it up with a serious question. So, for the first question, what fictional family, if you had your choice, would you like to join? Uh, could be the Partridge family, could be the Waltons, it, just throwing that out there. I'd probably take the Adams family. Oh, the nice excellent pick. choice. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I have a different answer. I like the yeah. Adams family. I'd, I'd go with that as well. No, I I think I'd fit right, right in with all their quirkiness <laughs> and all that. Just, I like I'd that. just be I'd just be one of the one of the crew, yeah. Adam's family, it is. I think maybe the Bluth family for me, now that oh, yeah? I think about it from Arrested Development. Um, oh, here's one. Oh, this is a personal one. Who was your childhood famous crush? Uh, that would be that would be a tough one. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, like, man, you know. Dad, Dad was a school bus driver initially, and when we went to country school, that's a, that was probably you know a regular thing that you know. We but there's had. nobody on TV or. Uh, I used to watch the Ed Sullivan show, and you know that was kind of <laughs> you know and, and Walt Walt Disney and you know like kind of the Sunday yeah. night shows or whatever. To, so, yeah. Yeah. So. You know, I'm, I'm going to, if, if you don't have an answer, I'm going to say Anne Gillian. Uh-huh. Or Anne Margaret, one of the Anne's. Uh-huh. Oh. So, not, not for me, I'm just, I'm just, mm. trying, I'm just give, giving you, yeah. supplying you with easy answers <laughs> on that one. But, well, Paul? Go for famous me. childhood crush? Um, so do you remember uh, Escape to Which Mountain? Like the of original course version? I of course I do. What was that? What was the girl's name on Was that, that Tracy Gold? On the no, 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 the original one. Okay. So anyways... Oh, um, it's Ski at the Escape too. Yeah. So anyways, uh, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but uh, she ended up on Real Housewives mm. of Los Angeles or something and is like turned into a total monster. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's the, the Witch Mountain girl. The, yeah. No, she was cursed. <laughs> <laughs> by her time in like Disney movies <laughs> no. has turned into a total monster yeah fair enough yeah so good th- like 
good thing I didn't meet her yeah. back in the day. When we were both 12. <laughs> That's right. You, you could have ended up, like, married to yeah. married to some monster yeah. in Los Angeles. Sorry, Paul, if I may. Yep. I believe the uh, Escape from Witch Mountain, 1995 Escape from Witch Mountain. No, 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 no. You're no, talking no. about the 70s one? That, 70s oh, one. Oh, oh, no. The 70s, that is a Miss... Oh, I got it right here. Miss Kim Richards. Kim Richards. Yes. Yes. Kim Richards, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm actually going to, my, mine, I've actually already given mine away. It was indeed Anne Gillian, yeah. who, whom I saw as a young child at the Battle of the Olympic Stars, Olympic Network Stars, and uh, my, my heart was lost at that point. So so, you, you, you mentioned the Partridge family and all that with like <laughs> Susan Day yes. and, and that one. Yeah. She was kind of the teenager of the group, and so that was about yeah. the age at which I kind of, you know, came into that one. But, uh, yeah. Okay, so we're, we're going to say Susan Day officially for you. <laughs> that's that's, uh, that's going into the record now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But but now now we have our serious question. Uh, what do you, what do you think of the state of the city right now? Uh, I guess administratively it's tough, you know, in the sense of all the, you know, the, you know, the scandals and the fighting and the, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And uh, uh, citywide, I think we're we're kind of almost in a a stasis in some respect. We can't necess- we can't kind of break out of that. The way it is, uh, the, you know, the status quo, the parking lot is going to be there for mm-hmm. 15 years type of, you know, I just never, we can't get that, well, don't want to necessarily use the word catalyst, but we, <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> but we, we can't seem to get that, 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 that energy or that, you know, that, that spark to kind of, you know, jumpstart. You know, people thinking, "Hey, we're going to do something, and yeah. we can do something, and we can solve the problems." And we seem to be just keep butting our heads against a, almost like a wall. But do you? You've been like following council for a very long time, and you've you've been through a lot of city councils. Uh, where would you rank uh, this council of all the councils you've seen? Uh Probably very close to the bottom. Oh uh, my God! Really? Yeah. yeah. Like even even Pat Fiaco, I think was uh, was probably better, at least in respect yeah. to uh, was willing to kind of you know pull people together and really push and and try to get that energy going and stuff like that. Fougere yeah. was you know was kind of a. Uh, you know, more of a, again, a Stasius type of thing. It was, you yeah. know, that was kind of, the, I think, the beginning of that that process. That, you know, but uh, now, granted, I don't, I didn't have much of Henry Baker and crew, but, uh, you know, there clearly were, were good people within that one in the sense yeah. of uh, Joe McHugh and, and Fred Tipsom and, and those types of people and uh, yeah. that were really kind of wanting to, uh, get things going and do things, and you know, be we're in touch with the people and that, that type of thing. So, nice, uh, cool. Okay, thanks, Jim. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Right on. So, can we try to get one more guest on? Uh, if we have time, sure. We've got seven minutes. Okay, okay. one more guest. Can we pause there? so I can go to the bathroom? All right, I'm back. I'm not. Well. Yeah. I mean, this is what happens when you have to, like, you know, take CJTR over the top on their fundraising goals. I had to take a break. How are we? How, are we, how am I doing? We're going to get us there? Okay. 40 nice. grand? Cool. Nice. Right. We, have, we have a third, a right fourth, on. a fourth oh, guest. Yeah. All right. Uh, Alan Hall. Hey, Alan. Hey. Nice to meet you. I, I've been a longtime listener and I guess, like, first time guest yeah yeah no i awesome. really love you guys show you thank guys you. are really awesome that's that's really kind thank yeah. you <laughs> no like you guys are hands down the best like municipal podcast like i've ever listened to in my life or just like <laughs> i love it i love it i'm taking yeah, it uh, yeah 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 i'm we're gonna use that in our promos 
<laughs> I, I'm very proud. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got some questions for you. And we'll see how much you and what you think of our municipal podcast yep. after the questions, because you might change your mind. Uh, so we're going to start with a few random icebreaker questions and then move into like the deadly serious bit. Uh, first icebreaker question. Do you fold your pizza? Um, it kind of depends on the pizza, like where I go. If I go to a more traditional, like Neapolitan style pizza place, then I'm more likely to fold. If it's kind of like a more like dive hole place, or not dive, yeah, divey place, like something with kind of like a harder pizza, then no, I'll just chew it normally. Yeah, I mean, it would be weird if you went to Trifon's yeah. and and you know try like squished up a f- and tried to fold a pizza there. No, oh, my hands would be really gross. E- exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm with you on this. G- give me a Neapolitan pizza and I'll fold it. Give me a Chicago deep dish. I will not. Paul, what's your what's your pizza folding stance? Hundred percent the same with Alan. Right. Neapolitan, you got to fold her. Yep. Uh-huh. Do you ever do you ever have like a dream where like you've got a giant pizza and you just roll yourself up in it like a blanket? No, actually, never. Me, me neither. That, that's <laughs> that's cool. your own paraphilia, that's cool. man. <laughs> no, that never happened. Um, any any weird pizza dreams you want to share, Alan? Um, maybe like I've worked at a bunch of random pizzerias throughout my life, so it's more like behind the scenes, like just tossing the dough, uh-huh. like getting like. Is random, that a like, euphemism? <laughs> Uh, I guess um, putting the dough, stretching it up in the air through tossing. Yeah, that's yeah. A this, this is a euphemism. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on to another question uh, before you incriminate yourself. Uh, choose one famous person from history you want on your team during a zombie apocalypse. One famous person. And in a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Any, anyone you can, like, from straight from Aristotle to Jesus to Hitler, if you want them. So, like, fictional people or just real people? No, real people. Like, all those people I mentioned, I think, are, are real. Okay. So, hmm. Except for Hitler, who is... <laughs> sorry. Okay. Um, so, in a hypothetical zombie apocalypse... It kind of depends on the situation of the zombie apocalypse. Like, if this is in the situation where I'm trying to, like, rebuild society, like, I want, like, an inspiring, good politician. Or not politician, wow. but, like, a good bureaucrat. Like, a Leslie Nope-esque Okay, um, so you person. want some administrative, like, work. Okay, I get Yeah, this. like, yeah, we yeah. need to rebuild society after the zombie apocalypse. But, like, if my goal is to battle, like, these zombie apocalypse, or these zombies... I would say that the person that I would want with me would... Oh, oh, this is a really good question. I will go with, I guess, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Just sure. in terms good. of, like, a Renaissance man, he is probably, like, one of the most interesting people. Like, he yeah. is a skilled athlete, uh, former world champion wrestler, um, Grammy... Winner? I'm not sure if he's a Grammy winner, but um, New York Times bestseller. Like he, he's someone that I would want to help me deal with a bunch of random zombies. And it sounds like he might be nice. the right guy to rebuild society as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wow, I like that's a good answer. Yeah. Uh, Paul, do you have any? Jesus, like in a zombie apocalypse, famous person. Yes. Um, Dick Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> you could it would just be like all nukes all the time okay problem solved very pragmatic yeah yeah okay okay yeah actually i just you know in any sort of like global conflict if it's like if i'm to be completely selfish i want dick cheney on my side okay yeah. dick cheney it is yeah. um i would think that i would want I'd want somebody who could communicate the meaninglessness of life and the the inadequacy of language oh. in the face of the zombie apocalypse. So I would pick uh, the German poet Paul Salam. Oh, yeah. okay. To, to to really to really communicate what it's. I like. was not expecting that. No, I wasn't either until I, until it popped into my head. Uh, all right, 
One more, right. one more, one more question of that nature. We got one minute, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's up with the city, Alan? What's going on with it? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not 100 percent sure. Like when I moved to, I guess Regina in 2013, I felt like an actual like sense of optimism. Like while living here, like it felt like things were just getting better, and it seemed like Regina was like a cool. Or a place that was just becoming a neater place to live. And, you know, honestly, like, I still have, like, optimism for, like, as someone living in the city of Regina, we still have a lot of great people. And I think that we can, yeah, go upwards or upslope. Or, oh, you guys can't see my hands. Line go but, up. Yeah. Line, line, go. line go up. Okay. Well, that was, that, was, that was a desperate plea for optimism from Alan Hall. Yeah. I love it. Thank you very okay. much. All right. Yeah. Well, on that note, I think we are out of time. All right. Do we even have time to outro? We do. All right. Well, then I move to adjourn. I second that motion. Uh, the motion has been passed. Uh, meeting is adjourned. You have been listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Uh, find us on queencityib.com, uh, on Twitter at queencityib, cjtr.ca. And don't forget to donate. Please keep, donate. Keep us on the air. Keep us Keep the lights on at the QCIB, please. And, then, and there's shows after us. There are. What other shows after us, Neil? Ah, he Rhythm says. And Rhythm, Rhythm and vibes. Rhythm and vibes. Damn it, Anastasia's going to kill me for not knowing the name of the show. <laughs> oh, if you're listening to us at 3 o'clock on a Monday, uh, Darbar is up with the basement after us. That's right. Our girl Dar is on at four. I'm sorry, Anastasia. I can't remember the name of your show. Melodina is on after that. It's an awesome night. It is. Thursdays are are packed now. Thursdays are firing. It's wonderful. Anyway, keep on improving, Regina. Bing! Morty Counselor Shannon Zakidniak showed up to our Radiothon recording session at Rebellion Tap House once the show had ended. Aiden had already moved on to tackle our post-meeting paperwork. The Queen City Improvement Bureau never rests. As such, I grabbed up a microphone to do a quick solo interview with the counselor. In this bonus Radiothon podcast content, Counselor Zakidniak and I discuss the Cuff Report, which came out in July and concerns the infamous Rhymes with Regina tourism rebranding incident. All right, so I've got a question for you, Shannon. Can we keep it like that sort of no. thing? Like what animal would no. I be if I could be any animal, that kind of thing? So I was gone Queen City Improvement Bureau for a couple of months. And while I was gone, uh, there was a report that came out from a guy named Cuff. It was called the Cuff Report. And I got an email about it. I read some of the Cuff Report and I was like, holy crap. Um, they're blaming this whole controversy on some junior staffer. What the what? This is this is nonsense, and uh, lots of people were angry. I was angry. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of people going. This this report is nonsense, and I get back here, and it's like it didn't even happen. Shannon, what is going on with this cuff report? Why is there? I want I want to know the scoop on what's going on with the cuff report. Well, I was just informed recently, like this week, yep. that we can expect to uh, hear from real the real board. Uh, in early November, they the, apparently the plan is for them to come to council. We'll have the opportunity to ask questions. There's been a lot of concerns raised. I have a lot of concerns as well because they're an arm's length municipal corporation. It's not as easy as just summoning, uh, you know, a department of the city to come to council. Mm-hmm. But they will be at council in November specific to this topic, so I'm told. They'll also be at council in November for with their budget request and also the results of a long-term financial review. So there will be ample opportunities in November to check in with Real about what, you know, the results of this report uh, and just any all the concerns that have been raised and um, how things are going and what they plan to do and I think there'll be an important conversation at that time uh, council will have the opportunity to ask questions um, and uh, give direction perhaps 
Will, will your questions be free form? Like, is there going to be like any sort of limit on what you guys can talk about with Real during this? Well, um, if they're coming to report on the cuff report, then I think we would be able to ask anything in relation to that report to experience Regina, to all of the concerns that have been have come forward and been raised in relation to that process because the topic would be experience Regina so as far as I'm yeah. concerned all of it is fair game would uh, will there be time for like the public if they want to come and express because I know that there are a lot of concerns in the public that were not sort of addressed in the cuff report if people have like open questions about this will they be able to come bring them to council and then have those directed to real so if they come to a public council meeting on this topic delegation uh, people will have the chance to register as a delegation They'll be able to raise their concerns. They will be able to ask questions, but not directly to real. So a counselor would have to then pose those questions to real. Um, I think that though a public conversation about this is long overdue. Um, I'm one of the counselors who's been pushing for this and uh, I've been losing sleep over it. And I'm glad that we finally have a commitment that they will be coming and we'll have the opportunity for them not just just to speak to council but for to them to have a public conversation and discussion and respond to all the public concerns that have been raised for months now okay i got a couple more questions uh one is one of the things that uh cuff said uh after the report came out is that the terms of reference that he was given in make, doing his investigation did not include he was not supposed to be asking questions like how did this happen right he was supposed to be looking specifically at the governance question and what can be changed about the governance to make it so that this wouldn't happen again and so uh, when uh, the CBC started to ask questions about you know how this happened and the emails that suggested that it may not be as clear-cut as it was suggested in the Cuff report. He said, well, that wasn't, you know, those were my terms of reference. That wasn't what I was supposed to be looking into. Were these the terms of reference that you signed off on? The, okay, now you're testing my memory a bit in terms of this was months ago. There wasn't, the city council didn't need to sign off on the terms of reference because it was under Reels' authority to complete this review. There was a bit of negotiation, like informal negotiation between council and Real in terms of how this review would unfold. However, there was no like motion for council to approve the terms of reference or anything like that. Um, did you expect them, though, to do a deeper dive into yes. what went on? Yes, I did. And, and is that my, you know, did I misunderstand or like the fact that I expected that doesn't mean I should have that, that that's what should have happened. But yes, I was expecting more than what was covered in the review. So that's unfortunate. However, like I said, when they do come forward, we will have the opportunity to ask these questions ourselves, um, ourselves. And so, um, you know, the opportunity is not completely lost. It's just long overdue that some of these questions need to be asked and addressed in a public forum. Cool. Um, you mentioned a few minutes ago that uh, getting real to come out and answer questions about something like this isn't as easy as getting like a department of the city hall to, to do that. Does that give you pause or make you like rethink the amount of responsibility that we're putting on arm's length municipal corporations or just like even the concept of a municipal corporation? Yeah, yeah I think that um, one clear takeaway from this for me is that we need to update the UMA. Is that unanimous? The UMA, yeah. The unanimous, unanimous membership agreement. Yeah. Is that the right? Uh, yeah. yeah. So it was updated when tourism um, was transferred to real. And um, I think that, and there was some clarification that their own, their they are their own entity. They um, their employees report to them, and I think we've seen now that that can, when there is a problem, when the sole shareholder is the city, and it's difficult to to actually get real to come and 
talk to us <laughs> because we, you know, because they're not a part of the city organ. Like they're not a part. They're not part. They're considered an arm's length organization. Um, I think there's a balance between letting them operate on their own and make their own decisions, but also the accountability that they need to have to city council, especially in these situations, and that it needs to be, the response needs to be more timely. Um, I can tell you the other day I was watching um, a show. Um, it wasn't Fall of the House of Usher. <laughs> something on the Food Network, probably. Oh, okay. And... Uh, <laughs> And there was this really great tourism commercial from Saskatoon. Yeah. And I asked myself, when was the last time I saw a really great tourism commercial from Regina? And I think all of this work, like everything that happened with Experience Regina, all the fallout and all the problems that still exist have taken away from um, all this time that we could have been using to promote tourism in our city. Like I have, I think one takeaway is absolutely revisiting that agreement and considering the implications for other municipal corporations and like how we would be if there was a problem how accountable are they to council um and what changes might need to be made well thanks a lot easy interview thanks paul i appreciate it no problem anytime (laughs)